Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you're listening to episode 37. So I always start off with what is new in my RC garage, and I actually have nothing new in the RC garage since the last episode, so we will just jump right into the episode. So a while back, I did an episode on the Redcat Gen 8 International Scout 2, and this was just based on the information Redcat was putting out because it had not been released yet. It now is released. The uh, first shipments have gone out. All the, the, a lot of the people that pre-ordered now have them. There's a lot of videos out there. There's a lot of photos out there. And I've had a chance to talk to a couple people that have them. So, um, one of the things I wanted to let you know about is there are a few quality control issues. I'm sure Red Cat is working on these. Like I said, this is like the first shipment went out. So this is the very first ones. You know, this is the people that pre-ordered it mostly that are getting them now. So the first quality control issue is one that I find the most concerning because this is your lower end of cost for a hobby grade RC crawler at $300. So the Gen 8 is $300. The Axial has the the, uh, Axial SEX-10-2 Deadbolt is also a $300 vehicle. Traxxas, their budget version of the TRX-4 is the Sport, and that is about $340. So those are going to be more where your new guys go, and your new guys aren't going to know much about crawling. And the first issue is the fact that some people are finding little to no grease in the portal gears. When I mean, I've been in the hobby for five plus years now. Anytime I buy a new model, a new kit... Um, The first thing I do is I like to go over it because a lot of times you will find loose hardware. You will find um, fluids that are not full and you will find gears that are not greased. So that's one of the things I always like to check over. Um, But your newer guys aren't going to know to do that. So that is kind of an issue that does worry me. You know, if somebody gets it and, you know, they start running it and there's no grease in those portals. Um... The other issue, which is completely unacceptable in my opinion, and I'm hoping Red Cat feels the same way, some people have opened the box to find damage on the body. I've seen two different pictures from two different people where the both these were the rear lower corners of the body where the plastic was kind of wrinkled up and in one picture it was actually even torn a little bit. Um, I believe this is probably happening when they're molding the body. I don't know that for sure. It could be happening in shipping. I don't really know how it would happen in shipping unless something to do with the packaging and something's, you know, smashing into the body there. But, yeah, that's that's just not cool when you buy a brand new vehicle and the body's already damaged. Um, the uh, third one, this one's actually kind of funny. Some people have been getting like two left-hand or two right-hand mirrors on the truck. And uh, what this causes is uh, it has hard plastic molded mirrors on the sides that fold. Um, What this causes, if you have two left sides or two right sides, is when you're looking at the front of the vehicle, you'll see the sticker that is supposed to represent the mirror part facing the front of the vehicle. I'm sure it's a very easy fix. It's just kind of one of those silly things that probably shouldn't, you know, happen. Um, So, with this being out there... And seeing more on it, you know, there's more information, some more videos, and, you know, talking to some people that actually have it. I was thinking to myself, 
if I was to buy a brand new portal axle crawler and it was between the Red Cat Gen 8 International Scouts 2 or the Traxxas TRX4 Sport, because that's going to be the closest in price at $340, which one would I choose? So I kind of wrote down some pros and cons um, on both of them. And uh, th obviously these are my pros and cons. This is in my opinion. Everyone's going to have different th things are going to be more important to you when you're buying a new vehicle as opposed to me. You know, it's going to depend person to person. So this is just my opinion. Your opinion may differ, and that's fine. Your opinion is your opinion. But the first thing that I compared was the bodies. I do not like the body on the Traxxas. The sport body, it looks toyish to me. It is not a licensed body. I initially really liked the International Scout body. I thought it looked really good. Now that I've seen it next to other 10th scale crawlers, the body is too large. It is much like uh, Axial's first version of the SEX-10 that had the uh, Cherokee body, same way, it was too large. You put it next to another 10th scale, it looks like 8th scale. Same with the Scout body, it looks like an 8th scale. Um, that being said, I've actually seen a picture of the Red Cat Gen 8 sitting next to the Viterra Suburban. And a lot of people say the Viterra Suburban body is very small, but it looked like an 8th scale next to a 12th scale with these two. Um... The body is too big. It's, in my opinion, not a 10th scale body. Same with the uh, Axial uh, um, Cherokee body. Not, in my opinion, not a 10th scale body. So they're right there for me. That's a wash. I'm going to throw away the body on either one. Maybe I want to throw the Scout body away or sell it. Obviously, I'm not going to throw them away. I'm probably going to sell them. <laughs> but the Scout body, I might keep just to put it on it while it's sitting on the shelf. But... Not, I'm not going to run it. Um, besides the fact that it's too large in scale, it's too large, in my opinion, it hangs over too much. It covers the wheels up, which helps it look more scale, but I'm more performance-based when I'm picking crawlers. So I'm going to go for a shorter, narrower body that's going to allow me to get the tires on the rocks and not the body on the rocks. I don't like big bumpers. I don't like big bodies on my crawlers. Um, the next thing that I looked at, and I actually talked about this in the, uh, initial podcast I did about the Gen 8, but that skid plate, the center skid plate has a bump that hangs down, and now that I've seen videos, it is an issue. It does hang up on ledges as you're trying to go over something. Um, when you compare it next to the Traxxas, the, uh, Traxxas actually has a little more clearance under the portals, just a, it's a few millimeters. But the uh, links mount higher on the axles on the Traxxas, which keeps them up closer to the frame rails on the Traxxas. And then the, also the Red Cat having that bump in the, in the uh, center, I have to give, uh, as far as clearance, the, the performance has to go to Traxxas. Um, when it comes to wheels and tires, that definitely does go to the Red Cat. If you don't know, the Red Cat comes with beadlock wheels. They are plastic with a metal ring. But the fact that it comes with beadlocks at all is a big pro, in my opinion. 
because it actually has decent tires for ready to run. They are not bad tires. They're the same tires that the Gen 7 came with and actually did have a Gen 7 for a while. Um, the tires are not bad, and the fact that they are on beadlocks, they do come with uh, memory foams, which tend to get very hard when, in cold weather. But the fact they're on beadlocks, you could easily change that out, and you could also easily add weight to your wheel. So you could tune your foams and add weight to your wheels if you want, which is a big pro in my opinion. So wheels and tires, I'd definitely give that to the Red Cat. Um, another thing that I'll give to the Red Cat, it's really not that big of a deal to me, is the Red Cat does come with a metal servo horn. It looks like a cheap metal servo horn, but a metal servo horn is going to beat out a plastic servo horn in my opinion. So I have to give that to uh, Red Cat. All that being said, um, you take into consideration the quality control issues, and then the performance issues, and the fact that I don't care for either one of the bodies. If I'm in a hobby shop and I have $340 in my hands and I have to pick between the Red Cat Gen 8 and the Traxxas TRX4 Sport, I'm going to pick the Traxxas TRX4 Sport. If you've listened to some of my older episodes, you will know I am not a big fan of Traxxas. Um... However, when they built the TRX-4s, I think they did a great job. They uh, built a really quality crawler. Um, most of my problems with Red Cat, or with Red Cat, sorry, with Traxxas actually have more to do with uh, the way they do business. Um, if you want to look more into that, you can go back and listen to some of the older episodes. I'm not going to get into it again. So, yeah, and if... When it comes down to my personal opinion, I would take the, the Traxxas Sport over the uh, Red Cat Gen 8. Um, now, something that might change that, I was kind of thinking, you know, of ways that uh, Red Cat could possibly change my opinion. And one would be, on the Gen 7, they had a Sport and a pro version. If they came up with a budget version of this that was a little cheaper and didn't have a licensed body on it, um, that might help. Uh, I think that would be actually a really cool option that if they did offer a budget version of this vehicle like they did with the uh, Gen 7. Um, another option would be if they offered a kit version, because a lot of companies now are offering a kit version of their crawlers. Um, Traxxas kind of has a kit version of theirs. It's kind of weird, though, because it just basically doesn't come with a body. It still comes with all the electronics, but I guess you can kind of still consider that a kit. Um, HPI released a kit version of their crawler, and Axial has it now as a kit version of their... Well, they already had a kit that came with the body, the original SCX-102, but now they have the Raw Builders kit. Um, Red Cat could possibly do something like that, where they offered a kit version that didn't have the body, didn't have electronics, and didn't have wheels and tires. Um, that might be a way to uh, kind of uh, sway me to go that way. But uh, as they said right now, I would pick the Tractus. So another thing that I've thought about doing, I'm going to try it in this episode, and I may do it. I may do it in every episode, it may just be something that randomly comes up in a few episodes, but uh, I figured I'd end the episode with a product spotlight. And this is just a product that I've seen recently, and a fairly new product that I've seen on the internet, 
that I will, you know, maybe you guys haven't seen. I'll just kind of give you a little information about it, and you guys can check it out if it's something you're interested in. Um, if you've listened to some of the older episodes, you will know I have a Techno MT410. So this, that's kind of how this product caught my eye. But uh, this is from M2C Racing. They call it the wide body chassis for the Techno MT410. Um, what it is, is a Techno MT410. I'm actually in the process right now of changing electronics in mine. And I am putting a Hobbywing Max 8 system in there. And down one side, you have the motor, the ESC, and the servo. And it is a tight fit putting that Max 8 in there. If that motor can was any longer or that ESC was any larger, they would not fit. So with the wide body, it gives you multiple options for mounting your ESC. So you can put larger can motors and larger ESCs in. Um, it's also uh, one of the issues that they have with the MT410s, the guys that just flat send it, the huge air guys, they are bending the center dog bones, especially the front longer center dog bone. With that chassis being wider as well as thicker, and I believe a better quality aluminum. It also comes with a very stout center brace, and that should eliminate bending those dog bones, um, plus just being wider and giving you more room. It also uh, moves your battery away from, the battery is very close to the uh, outdrive on the center diff, and some guys have actually had their battery start to, uh, the center, the outdrive start to actually dig into their battery a little bit when they didn't get the battery secured in there well enough, or they got a little too much chassis flex or something. I have not had that issue, but this does move your battery away from that outdrive as well. So if that's something you guys are interested in, you can check that out. Again, that was M2C Racing, and it's called the Wide Body Chassis for the MT410. Um, really, that's all I had for this episode. I thank you guys for listening, and until next, si next time, keep it shiny side up, and we will talk at you later. Thanks for listening.